Hi, hello, and welcome to the Aligned Sisters podcast. I'm Erica, and today we have a little bit of a special episode. It'll be Alexis sharing with us on her health and kind of wellness journey and where she's gone with that. So she's going to take the floor, take the mic. What up? What up? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, spotlight's on me today. So fun times. Um, Just up top before we really dive into this health and wellness uh, journey, which I don't love that word, but you know, that's what it is. Um, I would say that this journey for me has been um, kind of a roller coaster and it might be triggering for some people that are still on a path of recovery or have had eating disordered disordered eating in the past. Um, so if this is something that you know is going to um, inhibit your recovery, like please listen to yourself and um, feel free to turn this off at any time. Just wanted to kind of have that disclaimer there for you. So yeah, so my health and wellness journey, uh, I would say it kind of started back when I was 11 or 12. Um, As a background story, I am came from a dance background. So I was a dancer. um, And I also was a child that from around 10 till 12 or 13 had a really big growth spurt. So um, I went from being um, like a five foot child to a five, seven child pretty quickly. So um, you could imagine that happening in a short span of time. I was very lanky, very tall. So 5'7", at 12, 90 pounds, such a cool look for me. Um, But that just was naturally how it was. Um, But by being in the dance industry, I don't think that helped. So I remember vividly being in dance and coming back after Thanksgiving and we were doing our warm up at the bar and my dance instructor came over and basically patted me on the back and was like, wow, you look thinner. Um, most people that come back from the holidays gain weight. So that was kind of like my first ping of getting accolades for losing weight or for being thin, um, which looking back, I know is uh, so uh, disruptive and messed up for a child to take on. Um, but I did. And uh, within dance, my friend and I, who both had similar body types, both tall and lanky, uh, were kind of put in this category of um, like being these giraffe-like humans. They gave us the nickname uh, Twin Towers, which is kind of bizarre, um, just knowing what had happened with the Twin Towers. Uh, but also just because that put that labeling of like, oh, yes, you are tall and thin. And just having to try to maintain that uh, label for us. Um, So both of us really leaned into um, this lifestyle of trying to eat as little as possible. Um, It wasn't necessarily a specific diet or anything. We just tried not to eat all the food that we had in front of us. Or we tried to limit uh, our calories. And that went on for probably almost a year. Um, But of course, it didn't go unnoticed. And our parents started to uh, notice and catch wind of what we were doing. And um, 
within that, I had gone to therapy a couple times, uh, nothing really stuck. And then we just kind of continued on with our life. And um, I can't say that it got better, um, but it just kind of shifted and changed. So throughout middle school, definitely that was a big struggle of trying to figure out um, how to eat and how to quote unquote stay thin. Um, also within that time frame, I decided to become a vegetarian. And uh, this was back in early 2000s. So not super common to be a vegetarian, not as many options as there are today. So it gave me a excuse to restrict or uh, limit what I could possibly eat. So when we would go out to dinner, it uh, justified me getting a salad. So, um, and of course, like being a vegetarian can be healthy. And I have had moments of being healthy in a vegetarian diet, but I think it was how I was deciding to use that diet. Um, so continuing through middle school, that was kind of the MO. Uh, I would say high school got better within me focusing more on hanging out with friends and uh, doing other forms of exercise other than just dance. I got into track and fields. Um, but again, I wouldn't say that any of my habits throughout high school were great or healthy. I definitely got more interested in the fad diets of, I don't know, the early 2000s and um, leaned more into having energy bars as a meal for lunch. Um, I think that really pulled me away from the possibilities of social interactions. Um, like when I would go out to lunch for high school, my friends would be going to whatever Chipotle or going to like KFC or whatever fast food restaurant there was. Um, and I would just make the excuse like, oh, like I'm vegetarian. I don't, there's not a lot of options there. So I'm just going to eat like my carrots and this bar and I'll be fine. So, yeah. So going back to just not properly fueling my body. Um, and again, like my eating was not of a specific disorder. I, and I think that was part of the issue. I think part of the issue was um, like, it was never bad enough to be a red flag. So I felt like I could really fly under the radar. I was never thin enough to be considered anorexic. Um, and was never actually, uh, barfing in the toilet. So I was never considered a bulimic. And at that time there wasn't really uh, more of a spectrum. So, um, Again, it was like I knew there was an issue, but since it wasn't classified in either of those extreme categories, um, it felt like it just was something that was and something that was normal. So throughout high school, that was kind of my relationship with food. Um, it definitely had moments of being healthier and moments of um, kind of being more restrictive. 
Uh, I would say at the end of high school, that was more of a turning point of me getting more interested in nutrition itself, which was a positive. Um, I was very intrigued with learning about um, certain diets and learning about food. So that was kind of my first spark of inspiration with that. And I don't think I would have gotten there if I didn't go through this journey. Um, but continuing through um, high school and then going into college um, was kind of similar diet aspect. I would be restrictive. I would eat food. There's moments of hope of being balanced, but also moments of really being unbalanced. Um, so college, uh, I would say, um, obviously, you're getting into more of the partying scene and whatnot. Um, I was in a sorority, so that brought up its own issues of self-image and insecurity. Uh, definitely started drinking a lot more. And, you know, when you're drinking a lot and you're um, going out, you're probably not making the best choices. So you might eat some really great fast food places at two o'clock in the morning. And then the next morning as well, you might be waking up hungover and choosing stuff that's not as healthy or not as balanced as you would like. So kind of did that whole ordeal. I would say towards the end of being 21, I um, also had started getting into yoga. So since I no longer danced and was partying, I realized my body was gaining weight for the first time uh, more significantly. And at first I was just going to a gym and, you know, doing my own exercises. Then I got into doing boot camps and then I found yoga. So I would say I was about 20 when I found yoga consistently. Um, I would go to the Stoat Yoga Studio and it was a hot yoga studio. And they had this program where if you uh, worked for a few hours each week, you got free yoga. And for a college student, that is uh, so ideal. So I really got into hot yoga. It was amazing. It made me feel good. Um, it was something where I felt like it was similar to dance in a way of moving and control, uh, but it also had that extra heat factor. So really getting into that, um, but mixing yoga with partying, um, after a while I realized like how hard it was to recover. So I would say 21, around end of being 21, almost 22, I started to shift things. And I would say this was probably a better balance area of my life. Um, I would take a 6 a.m. yoga sculpt class. I would go to school. Um, I would eat actual food. I started leaning into uh, more of like Ayurveda. So it's like the sister science of yoga. So um, if you're not familiar, it's a way of eating that balances your specific body type. So it's not uh, a one diet fits all. It's more of a bio-individual way of looking at your body. So I got more into learning about Ayurveda, um, leaned into more eating wholesome foods. I was eating um, like more 
smoothies and I would make myself like these salad bowls. And I would say this was like the first time that I was really uh, consistently cooking for myself, which I think was uh, very helpful in that time. So that was, I would say, a better place mentally for me. Um, but then I also um, continued in college, uh, had gotten into a relationship. And with the relationship, uh, definitely stayed somewhat balanced with eating. Um, but then I started to lean into exercise mode. And I would take so many classes a day of hot yoga, um, anywhere from two to four classes of heated yoga. And um, that's not normal. It's not healthy. And it took up so much of my time and energy. Um, and I think I did that on purpose um, and kind of kept myself prisoner in that loop. So... And my justification was I decided to sign up for teacher training. So I was taking all these classes and it uh, gave me an excuse. So became an instructor, um, which further dug me into this mentality of working out. Um, and I loved it. I did a training when I was 22 and then I did another training um, when I did 23. So started teaching a yoga sculpt class, started teaching vinyasa class. And that was uh, the start of my teaching career. Um, again, the eating part of my life was not balanced, but was not the was not in the spotlight, I guess you could say. So as I continued to teach, as I was in a relationship, I um, got an opportunity to move up to LA to continue this relationship and to uh, start this new job opportunity within teaching. So uh, within that, that was great. I think that was also um, a healthy part of my life eating wise. I was uh, living with my partner at the time. So I was making the food. I would pack my lunches. Um, I had more structure. I wasn't teaching as much, so I wasn't taking as many classes. Um, I would take like maybe one class a day and then the weekends I would spend with my partner. Um, but, um, as things come up in life, which they do, um, no one is, uh, immune to that. Um, we ended up having a really bad breakup. And for me, I think the trauma of that breakup, really triggered all of my old patterns of being. So um, this breakup was our relationship on and off again for probably another uh, year and a half or so, year, year and a half. Um, so within that, I took on those old patterns of being. So coming back to that mental state, um, like when something mentally is off for you. I think a lot of the times we tend to lean into our old programming. So for me, that was taking again, like three classes a day. Um, I switched from eating actual food and making food uh, to eating more like packaged diet food, like having a muscle milk for lunch and having a bar as a snack and only eating rice cakes and peanut butter. Um, 
I don't know what triggered me actually making food again, but even moving out um, of my ex's place and having my own space, I uh, didn't want to cook. So I would just eat all these foods that were quote unquote, like safe diet foods in my mind. Um, so really uh, unhealthy space for me uh, mentally, physically, and emotionally. Um, so as that went on, I just held on to those weird eating patterns. And again, it wasn't a specific eating disordered. It was just a really disordered way of looking at food. And again, it really restricted me from uh, having a life and being able to hang out with friends and freely feel good about going to restaurants. Um, I would constantly like make excuses or avoid that. Or instead of like going to lunch, I would recommend going to like a workout class, um, which just restricted me and uh, restricted the relationship too. It wasn't as deep as it could have been uh, for any of my friendships that I was um, cultivating. So yeah, we, um, my ex and I really broke up for real. Uh, I would say like maybe a year and a half after our first breakup, um, I continued to use exercise as my mode of control. And at the time I was living in LA and the LA scene was booming with new fitness boutiques so um, class pass had just emerged. It was this new thing. So I got into class pass and then I started to take uh, other classes. So I would go to Pilates studios. I would go to spin studios. I would go to boot camps. And again, I would fill and schedule my day with working out. Like my life revolved around that. I would write it out the night before. I would schedule it out for the week. I would uh, really make that my um, everything. So um, anything else that didn't fit into that or uh, tried to uh, change that uh, really threw me off. Um, and I kind of have been using fitness as my way of controlling um, my emotions and my state of being um, all the way up till I would say COVID and maybe even throughout COVID in a different way. Um, so that's something that I still struggle with. And it's tough. Like it's easy because as a fitness trainer, you are a part of the industry and working out is, um, socially acceptable and, um, me over exercising, uh, I thought was going to like make me feel better. And, uh, it almost did the opposite. It would make me feel worse about myself. Um, I would feel guilt and shame for not working out. If I didn't make a certain workout class, um, I would feel guilt and shame if I ate certain foods that I knew I didn't approve of. Um, and then I would punish myself by working out more, um, and again, it was just like this way of holding myself prisoner 
and this mental mind construct that I've kind of um, made for myself. And no one, again, questioned it because it was a part of what I did as a living. So um, I think that's part of why I chose that. It was easy for me to uh, not have to look at it or question uh, what I was doing. Um, but, um, I would say probably throughout all of that, um, a positive was it made me really curious about fitness and, um, learning different modalities. So, um, positives of this over-exercising thing, um, would be, I took so many different yoga classes, so many different fitness classes, and it really gave me a great knowledge of what was out there and different ways of teaching and what classes I did enjoy and I didn't enjoy. So I do feel like that was a really great um, takeaway from all of that over-exercising was um, just learning from taking And that's part of like when you do a teacher training uh, through yoga is like you're supposed to take a certain amount of classes. So you can be exposed to different styles and uh, ways of learning. So I think that has continued uh, for me. I've always been curious about uh, ways to move, um, being more science-based, but also just... um, fun and what it, what do I enjoy and what do other people enjoy? So yeah. And then going back to food and my relationship with it, um, I continued that whole like only eating quote unquote health packaged foods for quite a bit of my twenties, um, was still quote unquote a vegetarian, pescatarian, whatever you want to call it. Um, but then I would say I, about a couple of years ago, I was like 28, I want to say. Uh, I st- started listening to a podcast and it was a naturopathic doctor. And I really got into everything he was saying. He put out an episode every day and he had all this information. Um, so I would binge listen to all of his episodes because he had hundreds and hundreds of episodes um, about toxins in your food and your environment to your hormones to um, efficient ways to work out. So he just had this big range that uh, I got really intrigued by and really curious and wanted to learn more. Um, but uh, as one does, or as I do, um, I tend to take something and kind of make it unhealthy. So within his programs that he had. Um, He had a lot of uh, detox programs. So he would do these week detoxes. um, And part of that detox was three days of no eating. So you're in a fasted state, which uh, increases your um, apophagy levels that you can kind of remove some of the toxins and dead cells in your system, which it is like healthy. Um, but I took it and ran with it and made it not that. Um, so I would do these detoxes once a month almost, or maybe sometimes more, um, when really these detoxes were meant to happen, um, seasonally. So maybe four times a year. And they were also for people that 
didn't have unhealthy relationships with food and were probably more on the overweight side of the spectrum. So got really into these detoxes, um, which was a really strict elimination diet as well. So it was not only fasting, but it was also uh, cutting out a lot of things. So there was no dairy, no gluten, um, minimal animal products, uh, no sugar, minimal caffeine. So really restrictive uh, way of eating. And again, not saying that's bad, uh, but for someone that was or someone that has and had uh, disordered eating, uh, I would not recommend. Um, it definitely uh, gave me, again, that excuse to use that as a weapon towards myself. Um, and within that, um, I I would say the one thing that I definitely could say I had was orthorexia. So um, if you're not familiar with what orthorexia is, it is uh, the kind of basically all-encompassing being healthy. So like you have to like anything that enters your body is like the healthiest thing. Um, And you don't want to have like any processed foods. You just want to be eating like whole foods. And I was in that category. I was obsessed with making my own food, preparing my own food, uh, knowing where the food came from, making sure it's organic. Um, and again, that restricted me. I couldn't go out to dinner with friends. I would constantly make excuses of why I didn't want to go out. Um, I really just kind of barricaded myself within my own realm of uh, eating. And within having orthorexia, I also um, got amenorrhea, um, which isn't a disease. It's um, your loss of a period. So I didn't have my period for over six months, and that was due to uh, stress in the body, low body fat, and um, yeah, I would say those two factors of just stress and low body fat. So wasn't eating enough calories, um, so your body starts to... Uh, shut down, uh, creating those hormones that create your cycle to have a period. So, which is not good. It's not a good thing to not get your period. Um, I eventually got my period back once I started to eat more foods. And um, that also was a weird journey for myself. I think in my head, once I did get my period back, um, that also showed me or told me that I knew that I was up in body fat, which to me was a negative thing. So I almost um, connected getting my period back as a bad thing, um, which I know now is not the case, but I think I was so um, in a hole that I couldn't see otherwise. Um Within that whole orthorexia stage, I um, decided to do a health practitioner program, which was a positive. I think um, I learned a lot. Um, I was doing these online courses uh, through this naturopathic doctor, and I got really into it and love learning about all 
things nutrition, all things wellness and integrative health. And um, yeah, so I would say that was another positive that came from me being overly obsessed with uh, food and health and wellness. And yeah, uh, I would say all the way from that stage, so from like 28 till now, um, I'm 30. Um, my relationship is still still work in progress. Um, I definitely was still over exercising up to COVID and uh, relationship with food was just kind of up and down in waves. Um, sometimes I would just be um, normal, quote unquote, normal. Um, and then other times I would be more restrictive in the foods I ate. Um, but I think COVID kind of jolted me to pause with everything and especially exercise. I think that really had like a hold of me at that point. And it was a blessing in disguise that COVID happened because it forced me to stop and um, kind of reassess on how I wanted to live my life. Um, and again, I'm not saying that I was and am healthy. Um, I think throughout COVID, I've also gone through um, some traumas and as I'm sure we all have. And so that's again, triggering. So um, I know sometimes I tend to overdo things. I know at the beginning of COVID, I was overdoing it. I was obsessed with how many steps I could get. So I was walking um, miles and miles. I would try to get like six miles or more a day. And um, it was, and that's like not unhealthy, but I think it was my mental state around it that was unhealthy. Um, yeah. And throughout COVID, I've definitely started to eat more, um, quote unquote, like normal foods, like eating home cooked meals with my family. I think that's been really helpful. Um, but I've also gone through parts of COVID where I turn back to just eating protein bars or, um, not eating enough calories and yeah. So long story long, um, I'm human. I'm still on this journey of trying to help myself and, um, I think if I needed if I wanted to give any advice to anyone that's going through something similar is to look at your mental state. I think that is really the root of all of the issues that have uh, risen up in my life. So I think once you address like what's going on mentally, uh, then you can start to hopefully help um, fix or reprogram the ways of thinking around food or the ways of uh, your body image or what have you, whatever your struggle is. So that would be my biggest advice. Like start to focus on the mental component because your mental health is everything. Um, unfortunately, our healthcare system doesn't really provide a lot of uh, assistance with that. Um, I know that therapy is not cheap, um, and it's so much more enjoyable to 
spend frivolously on Amazon or go on a cool trip than it is to spend money on um, fixing yourself and looking at yourself and doing the hard work because it is hard and it's uncomfortable and it's not going to be all fun and rainbows. Um, But it's definitely, I think, the way that if you are going through something similar um, will help you at least shift your perspective of how you look at food or exercise or your body itself. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. And thank you to Alexis for sharing so vulnerably and sharing so courageously her story um, with her disordered eating. And if you guys are struggling at all, please reach out. If you feel like this could help a friend or someone you know, share it along. And if you would rate and review, that really, really helps us out. And we'll catch you guys in our next episode. Thanks. Bye.